0: Hello sexies, you are listening to Sisters of Sexuality, Five Shades of Play, and I am Taylor Sparks, your host and sex goddess for the evening. We are here for the purposes of educating, entertaining, and informing you in all areas of sexuality, sexual health, kink relationships, and the business of sex. I am so excited as I am every weekend to welcome a new guest, but before I bring her on, let me tell you a little bit about her. Ronell Nelson is a licensed marriage and family therapist with a specialization in infidelity recovery. She is also an ASex certified sex therapist with more than 11 years of experience. Ronell hails from the state of Milwaukee, Wisconsin and became indulged in a profession of sex therapy and education in graduate school. While working for a sexuality resource center, Ronell was able to attain the firsthand knowledge of women's suffering in silence about sexual health and education. These experiences led her to transition her passion of working for the betterment of women into a professional career. Over the years, Renell has worked exclusively with a large number of men and women who are in need of assistance, guidance, and counseling. Renell has been able to work in tandem with a great number of her clients and has been able to successfully find the plausible solutions of their problems relating to family and sex life. She is a self-proclaimed self-pleasuring advocate who is always on the lookout for opportunities to spread the knowledge regarding the many benefits and advantages of self-pleasuring with the world. Rennelle has spoken at numerous renowned events on the topics of self-pleasuring and depression concerning an oppressed sexual life and problems. Rinelle is also an owner of, is also the owner of Kaleidoscope Services LLC which is a platform specifically made for the purpose of enhancing common individual knowledge regarding these sexual aspects of life and their connection with the issues related to anxiety and depression. Renell's primary objective is to use her remarkable skills and natural talents to enhance, educate, and excite people's life in and out of the bedroom. Ranelle. Welcome to the show.
1: Yay, hi, thank you for having me. <laughs> hi, thank you for being
0: here. We've had you on before, but so many, I mean, that was last time you were on was before COVID, I believe, right? Yes, yes. And so many things have transpired, not only in the world, but in your own professional world. So, you
1: know, let's catch everybody up. So you are now out on your own? Um, yeah, full time, yeah. Private practice, no more part-time, full-time private practice. Okay. So what prompted you to take this leap to go
0: full-time?
1: Just the need, um, the calling. So I went full-time private practice. So then now I can do, um, be a therapist in the states like Arizona, Wisconsin, and I can be now worldwide to do coaching all over with no restrictions. So I got excited about that and just let go of the nine to five and just dove right on in. Yeah. So
0: tell me how was, you know, because a lot of people who listen to the show are, you know, working in the business, what I call the business of sex, whether they're coaches or therapists or educators and, you know, and they want to, you know, kind of do what you've done. And what I've done is to transition out of working for someone else and take a little more control of our own life. How was the transition? I mean, how long were you planning the great leap or the great escape?
1: I would say that I always had a full time private practice, so probably about um, in the last two to three years, just planning it out, making sure I have my audience, my voice, um, really the platform, seeing if there's a need. And then it's never really a right time. You just got to do it. You right. know, everybody say, you know, to save up, you know, you have some like a cushion for you. I think that's what helped, too. I had mm-hmm. a cushion. Um, as you build in, you just want that cushion just to help with the anxiety, right? At least one or two months or something just so you can just breathe because as we know, entrepreneurship is so many ups and downs. So if you feel like that, just jump right in. So I'm like saying it's no yeah. time like the present.
0: Yeah. Did Would you say you had a lot of anxiety going out on, on your own or you were just ready to
1: go and you were like, I don't care what is anxiety. I'm going anyway. I would have a I I had a lot of anxiety and it's still anxious. Just to make sure because one, yeah, I mean, even once you get there, um, it's still that sustainable, you know, Mm -hmm. am I this, am I good like that, because it's like you don't have that um, constant check coming in. Right, Right. you have to get out there and you be present and push you. You have to be comfortable with being uncomfortable Mm -hmm. for a little Mm -hmm. while till you build that foundation up. So, I like to just always keep it 100 and keep it real with people, like till you get that foundation, even though you can get tired of doing stuff you love, right? (laughs) Right, right. Right. And sometimes it's okay, but it's like I want to do something I love. I'm like, it's okay to still be tired of doing something you love. So, giving myself permission and everything like that, because like you said, now it's the business of sex. I love the pleasure of sex, but the business of sex is a whole different side. Girl, it's a whole nother side. <laughs> Sometimes <laughs> I think when people see me traveling,
0: like, oh my God, you're all these places. I'm like, I am working. I'm not on yes. vacation on these cruises. I'm working. <laughs> the people you don't see that are laying around the pool naked. I'm not laying around the pool naked. I'm working. I'm standing at my table in 90 degree weather. <laughs> going <Yeah>. Cocklets. Yes. <laughs> <Cock-less laughs>
1: Hello, <laughs> <What>
0: <laughs> anyone for we, we have cock rings, cock rings, condoms, Lou, you know, I'm, I'm almost Why they're I'm drinking
1: almost, their drinks,
0: girl, drinking their drinks, you know, having a good time off in the playroom, you know, doing blow jobs without me, you know, cause I, I'm working. So I'm not indulging with the clients, you know, which people yeah, don't believe, yeah. they don't believe that either, but I'm like, no,
1: mm-hmm. I don't. Mm-hmm.
0: I don't yes. I don't do that. So when you when you made the transition I mean you had been you know working in this field for several years i um, over yes. 10 years you had a roster of clients did some yes. of the clients come with you or
1: Oh yeah. So I always had a part-time practice. So um, my full-time was not anything to do with with, what I work in. So my practice was always built. I always was um, always doing speaking, podcasts, getting in magazines and everything, stuff like that. So I had Mm -hmm. really a forum to come into. So I wasn't new to it. It was Mm -hmm. just doing it full-time. Ah, Exciting, exciting. So what, tell us,
0: what has been the best part about working in the business of sex. I mean, you've been doing this for over 10 years. So what is it about it that pleases you most?
1: Mm. I would like to just uh, transition, the transition of the can do, the exploration, enhancement. Um, I focus a lot on infidelity and the pleasure after betrayal. So taking a couple who's really, tangled up in deceit and deception, helping them unravel and either for themselves or back in a relationship, helping them find pleasure again and letting them know that they don't have to heal first. You can Mm. have pleasure while healing. So many people think that um, pleasure is a reward, but you need that pleasure to get through the hard stuff. You need to laugh and love that helps with the healing. So just giving them the tools that they probably didn't know they needed. You know, that is so
0: important. And um I read, was it last year? Or was it 2021? I think we talked about it briefly. Um, Esther Perel's uh rethinking mm-hmm. infidelity. Yeah. And um I think the most the one thing that stood out for me most about infidelity and in and and, and and that she talked about in her book. I mean, she talked about a lot of stuff, but one thing that stood out for me most was. That when you have uh, infidelity in a couple's relationship, how a lot of therapists want to just kind of cut out that third person like a cancer and never talk about it, yeah, you know, yeah. and never go into the fact that if it was a long-standing kind of thing, that this just wasn't a hit it and quit it. That feelings had developed. There was love there, yeah. and the, and people had, you know, a hundred different reasons you know we always just think of the top one or two but there are hundreds of reasons why infidelity happens and you know just going through some of the stories that she recounted i'm like huh, i would never thought about that or yeah. huh, i would never thought about that and 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 not to she never made excuses as to you know the you know like this is a good reason to be you know unfaithful right but she seemed to make a point that you could see how that kind of happened, right? Yeah. So, I mean, what is your take, you know, out of the, all the people that you've counseled, you know, with regards to infidelity and recovering, you know, what are some of like the, the I know every story is different, but, you know, how do you get them to get to that the place of being loving again,
1: Breeze really far, yeah. <laughs> It's really just the understanding of sense of self. Sometimes like uh, Esther Perel is one of my, along with a lot of the um foundation building of just let me get into the field. But it was just like like with Peggy Vaughn, it's just like you have to understand really that infidelity and monogamy is so much bigger than us the dyad. It's mm-hmm. so much it's cultural, it's ethnicity, it's societal, it's everything like that. And one thing is, if you want to learn to heal, you have to hear just the whole gamut of it, just not what you want to take from it and make it yours. Understanding the third party, even if it's right or wrong, understanding what they serve, understanding that they're human, understanding that sometimes you do form a relationship with them. And I have very different, like I have clients now who the third party is not going yet. Right. And mm-hmm. it's just like how to let them down. Like, even if it was like something with business, that if they do it, it's going to mess up their business, or because it was a good person and they really didn't know. So, that's the part that we have to talk about, also. I would just say, far as what well, everything to get back is just the understanding, the education, emotional regulation to really put the emotions on safety to hear the facts. I mm-hmm. really help people make um, more of a wise decision than an emotional choice. Mm. Right. Because so many times we work on an emotions. So I yeah. assist with that. I don't ask people or I don't give people the advice. Should you stay or you should go? My gift or what I love to do is give you the education so you can make those decisions. And part mm-hmm. of that is looking at the whole aspect of it. Right. Because no one can tell someone when, whether they should stay or they should go. People
0: stay and go for a complete, you know, for a, a thousand different reasons. I mean, you know, who are we, you know, to tell someone they should stay or they should go. And I I think that's really good. If you can take the emotion out of it, stick to the facts. Um, And, you know, and I think monogamy, which is something I agreed upon with, I heard her say was that um, a lot of times in monogamy, we set up these borders Mm -hmm. and, you know, as human beings, we just love to cross borders <laughs> and mm-hmm. break through, As a, you know, borders are kind of permanent. They're kind of, you know, set in stone, but boundaries are more flexible and more movable. And I know I've myself had had conversations with people and I'm like, they were like, well, we decided when we got married that we were not going to do this, this, that, and the other. I'm like, well, that was two years ago. That was six yes. years ago. That was oh, six me. months ago. Yeah, yeah. You can that's change it. it. It's, it's that is your, so
1: good. Yes, I it, agree. you can
0: make the adjustment. It's only you two in the relationship, so just yeah. change it. Yeah, and that's,
1: and that's what that's I just learned. Go
0: ahead. Yeah,
1: no, that's what I was just. And thank you for bringing that up. That's one thing when I do couples work, I'm like, you know what? That you can't renegotiate, and that's why you need those hard check ins. That's why you needed the state of our unions. Sometimes the monogamy is only spoken with the vows or just assumed monogamy is assumed nobody mm-hmm. is discussing it and that's what I always put down. we have to keep a post on our relationship it's a living and breathing thing and it changes so yes. even if you don't want to know the answer you have to know or it's going to sit up there and bite you in the butt you can't assume that you're on the same page that's why those check-ins good hey how do you still feel about monogamy Right. And then, like you said, with boundaries, you know what, what, what do you do just because we're together and monogamous don't mean we stop the traction. That's when we talk about the boundaries. How far would you go? When is enough enough? We have to talk about these things. I think it'd be more better to do. So many people are so reactive than proactive. But mm-hmm. so what I mm-hmm. assist them to do, like, hey, it's okay to change, but you have to discuss it, just never assume. You know, people don't stop, don't grow apart, they stop communicating.
0: Oh my gosh. Or some have never started.
1: <laughs> never started and everything based on assumptions, and they let the world guide them.
0: Yeah, yeah. And and the world don't live with y'all. The world's not in your home. Mm-hmm. Your mom, and some people still let their mama guide them. Yeah. And your mama don't live with you. Your mama not sleeping with you and your man. Yeah. Hopefully. And and (laughs) (laughs) sorry, but it's, you know, or or what your daddy said. And I've talked to so many couples who like, well, you know, when I was growing up, my mama said, I'm like, but you, you, you sleeping with this one. That's how you're, you're, who gives a shit what your mother said? And yeah. if you're doing something that your mother didn't think was good back then, don't tell. And she's still alive. Don't tell her what you're doing, because yeah. it's like none of her damn business. What happens with you and you and your partner, you see? Um, yeah. And I know I, I don't know if you saw the the clip that I was on the Married to Medicine, and I was asking, um, <laughs> I was asking them how many of them ask have asked their partners you know, what kind of sex they enjoy.
1: Yeah, I watched it. Yeah, I watched a clip with the tw- That was good. That was a good one. But,
0: um, you know, they you know they edited everything down, but there were eight couples there. Out of those eight couples, um, there were eight couples and one woman who was uh, divorced, um, married anywhere between 25 days and 25 years. Most, mm. only one couple was married for like 25 days. Everyone else had been married 10 years or more, actually, I think. No one. In the room had asked their partner what kind of sex they enjoy.
2: Mm.
0: And I was flabbergasted. I was just like, how was that possible? And the one woman they did show, she was like, I don't need to ask him. I'm I'm everything and all that he needs. <laughs> I mean, yeah, back oh, back it's back back always like, I know. And then and I'm like, everything. I'm like, I'm like, so you believe? <laughs> Girl, she cut me a look. <laughs> she looked at me like she's gonna kill me, but. I'm like, you, you don't know because you're not talking, you know, to each other. And it's so, so important, as you say, to talk, to have the hard conversation and not only the beginning of leadership, but definitely one year in three years in seven years in 10 years in to have those hard check-ins.
1: So yeah, you have to have, I always do, always have my hashtag communicate before coming You know, um, before you let me, you know, before you let me in your bed, let me in your head. Right. So it's just like, let me just see what's going on. And that's where the thing is being okay. And then where I assist also is what's the barriers? What's the Mm. barriers? And I was like, you know what? So many times we're in the bed. How does this feel? Do you like it like this? Do you want to like this? But when we get outside the bedroom, we don't ask that. I was like, let's keep the same energy. You know, how do you want it? You know, we're not supposed to talk about um, sex inside the bedroom because we don't want it to become a performance. We want it to be more experienced. So I was like, get up, get outside the bedroom because we want that to be a sacred place. So get up and just talk about it. We have to talk about what kind of sex you want. We got to be okay with talking about fantasies. We have to be okay with that and make sure it's a soft and safe environment. Right, watching our nonverbals and not making our partner feel like this, but we have to start the conversation. My whole day is spent on conversations. I call mm-hmm. myself the conversation instigator because I like to start shit. Right. Yes. It's just like I instigate shit all the time. Like, like you just did. Like, well, what do you feel about attraction to others? Like Saying the scenarios. If somebody coming up to you at the bar, you know, just you just say, oh, no, I can't talk to you. I'm married. Or you had a good conversation and enjoy it. And when they pass you the number, you'd be like, you know what? Thank you. But no, thank you. It'd been good. Let me buy you a drink, right? Talk about those scenarios. Exactly. Right? And let your partner in and be like, hey, babe, you know what? I met this beautiful young woman or I met this handsome man. We had a great conversation. Be able to turn to your partner and have that, right? And if it's a barrier, let's talk about why it is.
0: Why? Yeah. And why does it bring up insecurities in you that you feel as though your partner, man or woman cannot be without you and have a conversation with somebody of the opposite sex? And there was somebody I don't know if you saw my post to somebody else's post. I didn't remix it, but there was a gentleman. I think he does coaching. I cannot remember his name. Unfortunately, I'm sorry. Um, But he was saying that he doesn't believe in men having female friends. Yeah. Yeah. And and he was very strong about it, because he's like, no, because the energy, and I shouldn't be putting no energy into some other woman and I shouldn't be over there helping her with her stuff. All that energy should go into my wife. And I'm like, yeah, but from personally and professionally, I believe that's a breeding ground for insecurity. Yeah. When you think, when, you know, now, if you're a man who knows he cannot
1: control himself. That's what I'm saying. That's saying a little bit more like avoidance and knowing his weaknesses. Than and anything. knowing
0: his weaknesses, but it takes two, right? So it's like I've, when, I was, when I was married or when I initially got married, I don't know how to say this. I've always been able to say to the men in my life, you don't have to ever worry about some other man wooing me. Because I know how to say, no, thank you. We could be in the same room with no clothes on. I'm like, no, thank you. You know, I had did a post with a gentleman who was, I've known since I've been 15 years old and he came to work with me. I think we talked about this before. And he's a light-skinned brother with the gray hair. Uh (laughs) And so we stayed in the same room because like money was tight. I'm like, I'm not, you're here to help me. I'm not buying, getting you a whole new room. We're going to be out of the room. We are only in a room to sleep. And the post was, could you, sleep in the same room with somebody of the opposite sex who was a friend of yours and not have your partner lose their fucking mind. And the people were just like, there's no way. And what happens if it gets hard? I'm like, if it gets hard, it gets hard. So no, thank you. I made it very clear to him. We're not, this is not, no. (laughs) And I would not put myself in a position in a room with a man I did not trust. Correct, yeah. You see- because yeah. otherwise, you know, that's a whole nother story. Why would you be in a room with somebody that took advantage of you? Anybody, I'm a grown ass woman. Anybody taking, I'm either giving up the pussy or I'm not. Correct. There's not too much drinking. There's, you know. Yeah. And I'm not going to be in a room by myself with a man I don't trust that you know could be drugged or raped. So this was a man I've yeah. known since I've been 15 years old. You know. Yeah. So he took his
1: ass in the other bed and went sleep.
0: <laughs> Straight like that. Straight like that.
1: And that's why you have to have, and you agree, is more self-awareness. So many times we project stuff that we are unsure onto our partners and that Mm. makes us not have conversations. It's like you don't trust them, but would you even trust yourself? So it's really Mm. like a lot of self-reflections. And dealing with intimacy and infidelity, infidelity is really um, self-awareness right? Because I work with people who have good relationships and good sex and still go outside the relationship. Why? Mm-hmm. Because a lot of times it's not about the relationship or the person. Yeah. Everything to deal with that person. And it's hard for the person who got hurt to hear that because there's nothing that can control or change, but mm-hmm. it's good for everybody to know everything is not about you. And that's why a lot of work is that individual work, that understanding that self into me. I see into mm-hmm. me. I see what is it with me? What do I need? Is it an entitlement? Do I need, do I want to see if I can still get the pussy? You know, do I still want to see if I can get this? Um, am I able to um, get in a situation I can get out of? It's so much stuff that you have to understand, right? right? And that's why that's one thing is that's why education about infidelity or an act of betrayal is so good because sometimes it has nothing to do with relationships perfect mm. relationships still have it and everybody oh, like yeah. well, why do it yeah i'm like because that's why you have to understand yourself more and that's why communication always come in just to have those checkpoints how are you doing how are you feeling do you feel like your needs are being left? and again the best one would you tell me if you need something can you mm. please let me know that can be that's so sexy Girl, let that, know.
0: just let, just, just let a girl know. Do you need another girl? Do you need a boy or man? What did, you know,
1: what, what is it? You know, do you yeah, need a butt yeah, plug? What are you thinking about? Yeah, just please <laughs> let me. Tell what they what the song is. Don't ask my neighbor. Come to me. Don't do ask my know? neighbor. Oh my god, I remember song is so old. <laughs> now it's gonna be stuck in my head. I'm, yeah, right I'm my head. an oldie but goodie, man. I <laughs> love me some old R and B because you gotta listen to it, and it's true. Don't go to your don't ask my neighbor, come to me, right? Ask me what do you want? What do you need? What do you desire? Anything you right. want to share with me? These are the questions that maintain relationships. Yeah. People think that you say stuff three times is like Candyman, it appear. No. <laughs> or Beetlejuice. <Right>? <laughs> yeah, it won't appear. Mm-hmm. Talk about it. Well, it's just like the old myth about if you teach kids about uh, sex, they gonna have it, right? Exactly. You have to educate. Right. You have to educate about betrayal. You have to educate about expectations. You have to educate about boundaries right? Because ultimatums don't work. No. Oh, hell
0: no. And not, you know, not only that with regards to ultimatums, I don't want to control anybody Uh -uh. because I don't want nobody controlling me. If I have to be making you check in, you know, I do the course on jealousy and, you know, and I'm working with couples on that and it's like, well, I needed him to check in, you know, after he did this, that, and the other. And I'm like, why? well, I just needed to know that this, that, and the other. And then I would ask their partner, so how does that make you feel? And the part, the, the gentleman, he, this was a, a case where, because they had had issues of infidelity. Yeah. So, um, and this particular couple was in, was in the uh, ethical non-monogamy. They were in the lifestyle. So she needed okay. like, if you go do this, that, and the other, I need to know afterwards what was whatever was. And so I said to her, well, why did you need that? Well, I just need to know that he did what he said he was going to do with whom he said he was going to do it. Okay, and then I said to him, how does that make you feel? He goes, well, I do it. He goes, well, not that great, but I do it because it makes her feel safe and secure. Right. I'm like, but you can't make her feel safe and secure. That's an inside job. Hello. You know what I mean? I said, so I said to her, so you see, he's not doing this because he wants to, he's only doing it to please you. Mm -hmm which is fine for right now but at some point it's going to be an uns- he's going to develop what i consider called unsettled resentment because unsettled. why do i got why do i got to check in like i'm some 10 year old
1: yeah and it parentifies the relationship and nobody want to fuck their mom nobody want to fuck their dad nobody nope. want to fuck that so if we talk about that now and, and nobody want to hear that and they look at me like i'm crazy and i'm like saying think about it. We always had those inner child wires, inner ter- internal family systems is we all have that inner child in us. When we talk, I'm like, who did you become when they said that? And I'm like, it sounds like you became that rebellious teenager. It sounds mm. like you turned to you five years old. You sound mm. like that because sometimes if you say something a certain way, we all have these dis- different parts of us. Every part of us don't mature. So sometimes our partner triggers that part and we respond as that unhealed or that younger self. And Mm. if you like that and your partner feel like that, I work with a lot of times where, especially women, they parentify Mm -mm. so much. And what's the first to go? Intimacy and desire. You don't desire somebody that you got to instruct, clean the kitchen, do this, did you do that? You're not attracted to them. And they wonder why. I mean, Mm -mm. look how y'all talk to each other.
0: Right. Like, I like, can. like, like he's yeah. your child, like where you been and where you going and what you doing. I, you know, before, even before we had opened our marriage when we, because we were in our thirties when we got married, I was like, listen, you're a grown ass man. I don't really give a shit what time you come home. I, we do have children. My only request is, could you come home before the sun comes up? Yeah. That's my only request. If you can't do whatever the fuck you need to do and get it done before the sun comes up, you probably don't need to be doing it is my thought. Right. But I'm like, and if you have any extra time, any extra money, or any extra energy, and you must, like, you must do something with somebody, be responsible. You know, because if you bring me home anything, even as little as the common cold, I'm going to kill you in your sleep, but I love you.
1: And what that is is just a discussion. It's not an ultimatum. Giving it's them choices. Ultimatum. Let them know. But He's it's grown man. This is going to happen. It's not an ultimatum. We're yeah. discussing it. I want to hear your point of view. What do you yeah. have? A little humor. Yeah. Everything like that. So that's what I'm like saying. It's better that it's better than just sometimes the situations you do hear, right? Yeah. It's just yeah. like all. Oh, um, brick and stone, like if you do this, this if you do this like this, but you never yeah. tell me if I don't do it, what'll happen? We don't talk about love. You always just have the threats, always like the threats. threats. Yeah, always, but who wants to control?
0: You can't control a grown ass man or a grown ass woman. I'm not clocking you, you know. Yeah, I'd like to know where you are because I worry about you if you're safe. But in the 25 years of our marriage, he spent the night out twice because <laughs> i'm like if you've been drinking a lot don't drive don't get arrested ain't nobody got babe, i don't want you to kill nobody or yourself
1: right so if you out right. with
0: the fellas you're like babe I, i've had too much to drink i'm like, okay i can go to sleep now <laughs> i'm like yeah i ain't gotta worry about you twice and the the i think the second time we spent the night out we were 20 years into our marriage
1: hmm you know about about respect and communication for sure and not only that for your partner for your relationship Mm -hmm. you know respecting the relationship and respecting your partner and respecting yourself right and not thinking your partner has to do something to prove something for you to do that you know that's in you and that's that self-awareness and understanding I don't have to do anything for you to have respect you should have it all
0: You should have it. So, but why, you know, when it came to you deciding the area of focus, you know, for your, for your practice and for therapy, even, you know, as you got out of college and decided to get into this field, why infidelity? Why did you go towards infidelity or, I mean, I know you do other things as well, but, you know, why infidelity was such a strong pull for you? Mm
1: -hmm. Infidelity was a very strong pull for me because I am a survivor. You know, I consider myself a survivor. I was habitually betrayed, um, in the community that I was in, that it was just said that something you survive, right? Hmm. It was just something okay. that just happened. It was no <clears throat> education about it. It was just something that men do right? It was just something that men do is just something that happened. It was no rhyme or reason to it or understanding, and it was no tools on how to come back in. So you just yeah. said, okay, you caught, all right, you either going to leave or stay, but when you stay, you didn't have the tools. So mm. I really wanted to get the education because I was the one who stayed, right? Okay. But it was still, it continued to happen and we didn't get better. It was just a might as well as relationship right Mm -hmm. and so my fight not to have a might as well as relationship and not be so stuck on the quantity instead of the quality Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. so that would make me go more into it and because I saw so much of betrayal in my community and nobody was talking about it um on tv everything it was just like if I said it it was like a good old it was like a rite of passage I got cheated on Well, he did this. Oh, mine did too. Well, mine did too. It was just like, we were all trauma bonding. Trauma bonding over this, but nobody knew what it was. And it was just rampant. It was just something that do. I'm like, this is not what it's supposed to be. So I wanted to be and really be the light and shine a light on infidelity and betrayal to give people the tools who want to stay. And also the people who the tools to want to go because even though that you leave a relationship, you still have to heal because the trauma exists. Mm -hmm. Because even when I decided to leave, the trauma still exists and it bled all over my relationships, my business and my family, because Mm -hmm. that betrayal runs deep. You don't trust anything or anyone. So no matter what, talking about education, about betrayal and healing from betrayal has been my passion now. I'm so proud of you. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so proud of you.
0: And I, it was, I was very late in life before I had my first (laughs) betrayal, like not that long ago for the, for the, for the first time. And, um, and I'm like, well, this is different
1: (laughs) because you're so open and you leave that form, right? You very open. So this makes the great point right why that it has nothing to do with you oh it I knew had it had nothing to do with that I
0: knew it had nothing to do with me from day one because people like you and people like Esther Perel and just from my own work and speaking to many people before I'm like oh you're just an idiot and an asshole <laughs> okay so tell you what I'm gonna do we're gonna walk away from this so nobody dies yeah. <laughs> don't love you no more yeah. then I wouldn't got some therapy and some healing and all the rest of that shit and then I'm like so I was kind. of, I felt like the ins on the outside looking in. I'm like, well, that was just what I happened.
1: Yeah, <laughs> because kind of, of
0: because of the openness and be, you know because of the every possible conversation that could have been there. Every co- I had question upon question. There was leeway. There was, and this is you know in the in my in my um, the book I'm working on on uh, African-American Guide to Ethical Non-Monogamy, yeah, there's American this whole Lord,
2: yeah. you know,
0: section on infidelity and ethical non-monogamy because like, well, if you can pretty much within reason do kind of what you want, why would you be cheating? It has nothing to do with that.
2: Mm-mm. Some
0: people are, like you said, they have their own reasons. Some people are just cheaters regardless of, no boundaries boundaries they they just they they are who they are yeah yeah you know and it has nothing to do with with you or what you are like there is no amount (laughs) what's the word no amount of nobody could have been more free to do whatever the fuck they wanted to do and
1: but still this dickhead
0: (laughs) was like nah i'm gonna do some more shit (laughs)
1: Uh. And I'm yeah. so glad that you talking about this is because I am a couples counselor, therapist and a coach. And so many people come to me and be like, maybe we should open up our relationship. And I'm like, you that's just don't answer. understand. And that's why I'm like, you don't understand. I you- admire that lifestyle. I mimic a lot of stuff from that lifestyle. Due to the contracting, due to the communication, if you can't communicate your needs and wants now, you're not going to be able to handle multiple relationships. You no, have to understand you do your multi- multiple relationships and just want to have sex with people. It's two different things. So you already in the wrong concept of opening yes. your relationship. You can't understand this relationship and you can't please this person sexually. Why would you want to add more people? Why would it? you want to add more people? It's
0: the It's a question that people forget, forget to ask. And, you know, I'm hopeful that, you know, I will clear up some of these, some of these things because I've had women come to me, you know, I don't do therapy, but I do coaching from the experiences. And, and she was telling me all, you know, she keeps catching her man in bed with other women. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, that's not Polly. That's not even an open relationship because he wasn't supposed to be doing that based on the boundaries that you told me that you guys set so that that he's honey no you need to step way back and maybe you know we think this what those moves that he's cheating but there are a lot of cheaters people who practice infidelity who hide in the ethical non monogamy community mm-hmm. and then they prey on people who are transitioning out of monogamy, who have no clue as to how ethical, monog- okay. ethical non-monogamy okay. should work. And they say to them, oh no, it's okay for me to do these things, these unethical mm. things, but you can't do this, that, and the other. Wow. No, this is how it works. And I'm like, that's not poly. And I'm in different groups, Facebook groups, and these people come in, they just they just sad because they don't understand. Their gut is telling them ain't something they right. So they come to right. the Facebook group and they're like, well, this is what's happening. Everybody who's been poly for years go. That's, That's not poly. That's not poly. That's not poly. That's not even swinging. That's not open. That's just plain old cheating, disrespect. Yeah. No. <laughs> wow. No, because just like you have abusers who hide in the key community. Mm. Right. You have you have right. you have people who like to abuse, who, you know, find submissives that they beat the fuck out of, beat the shit out of and tell them that this is how it works. You're my slave, you're, you're, you know, and they don't, and the submissive doesn't know they have the power to take away anything that they've gifted to this dog. I love that gifted, yeah. Yeah, you, yeah, submission is a gift. Yeah. You know, submission is a gift and if, I, and if it's a gift, I can take back my gift at any time. Mm-hmm. Cause it right is, I can take it right back. I'm gifting you my submission. You ain't yeah. taking it. So. Right. And so you have, and so hopefully I will be able to, you know, speak clear enough in the book to let people realize that,
1: no, (laughs) that's that's not for I think, I love that, and I like that black tint and that voice just to say, because I think a lot of people who think stuff is not for them is going to pick that up. So I do mm-hmm. want to say I love that you just was more direct with that title. So I just wanted to say that I think that is good because I to just have so. find a space it is to find a space and it's hard to find a space for us and just to pick it up and it's for us written by you. I mm-hmm. think that's going to open up a lot of conversations.
0: Oh yeah, it's going to open up a lot of conversation because it's one of the things that one the one chapter that's the hardest for me to write right now is on on the history of black marriage. And, you know, it's a great book I'm reading right now, too. Black Women, Black Love by Professor mm. Diane Stewart. Girl, I think you would love the book. But she talks about the war on Black love since we got here on these since shores. Since we got here. Woo. there, And it's still a war on Black love. And she just goes mm. from slave era to the Jim Crow era, to the welfare system, to the, uh, the 80s, up into the prison system, and, and just how at every turn there was policies and laws to keep black men and women apart and to keep black men underemployed and black women underemployed. So we couldn't even afford to build wealth or try to build wealth and how they just kept, they took our men from us. They had breeding it's, and so I want our people to know that, you know, we don't really come from a monogamous world as Africans. Right, mm-hmm. Native Americans. Um, that really what, and we were f- this this whole monogamy Christian Christianity was forced upon us,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and we just passed mm-hmm. it on from generation to generation. So when you feel this urge to open your relationship or be polygamous or ha- be polyandry to have more than one husband, that is is coming through from generations ago. Through yeah, epigenetics,
1: yeah. so yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. So that's yeah. a whole. New thing. I would love. New I can't wait to read that.
1: Yeah, but I can't read. To, wait to read that, but I do say now. I don't know if you feel it. I feel it is a little pivot with this newer mm-hmm. generation is challenging a lot of stuff mm-hmm. and just like when somebody is like they was like why are you making a big deal let people love who you love I hear a I hear a voice that's just rumbling with this newer generation who's shaking yes. up stuff about you know the monogamy about being fluid of who you love and everything yes and I think it's going to be a great conversation it's going to uh, rock a lot of people but I think it's gonna be a great conversation I think that they're getting the education. Yeah. um and everything that we didn't have and for along sure. with your book and your education I think it's going to be a great experience and transformation for a lot of people. I'm I'm hopeful. I
0: I'm, I'm hopeful. So speaking of transformation, I want to talk about your new explore her collective. Yes. So so so, so first of all,
1: tell us what it is and then why you decided to to launch this. Okay. So I have, you know, I have my planner. My new planners are coming out. Wait, hold it up. Let me see. Hold it up. Hold it to the camera like Vanna White. Hold it up. The pleasure agenda, pleasure after betrayal. Ooh, okay. Then I have uh, the one for the couples.
0: Okay. Couples
1: version. (laughs) Yeah, this is the couples to keep pleasure back on agenda. And this is one for the um, couples to get back pleasure on agenda after infidelity. I I launched all of these is because it's come from years of sitting with my clients and giving homework, giving Mm -hmm. homework on um, what do they need, how to sustain um, in between session type of work, um, things to keep them motivated, little tips, worksheets, all in that. I made my planner uh, is a planner agenda and a toolbox all in one So you can start where you want It's um, monthless and dateless because I feel like you start where you are,
2: right? So sometimes
1: you can start where you are and I just, um, I enjoy making it. I created this, created a lot of love and from a lot from my clients, like having like tips for the month, having stuff, Mm -hmm. agendas, having Mm check-ins, having affirmations, having contracts um, having mission and vision. So it really have you make that hard stop, sit down and let's create it. And that's why it's hard old school pen and paper.
2: Mm -hmm. So, because so
1: many times we get so busy and we're not productive. And the first thing to fall off of our schedules is pleasure. So this is really just setting the time scheduling in this time for us to really get back in alignment so I really yes. made it like that really a tool to just really come together so we don't have to assume we can discuss mm-hmm. yeah the pleasure and you know pleasure isn't
0: well it's for me it's number one sex but you know massages and you know picnics together and doing things that you enjoy together taking salsa classes or cooking classes together something that gets you out of your norm um and it doesn't always have to be big and when you know um what it, it was Michelle Obama that said it recently talking about kids, you know, kids are little terrorists, you know. <laughs> because they really can ruin a fucking marriage. I mean, they're wonderful, but they're little terrorists. They can, and I've talked to so many couples. I'm like, you need to take time to be with you your partner to. and stop. You your children to. were born into your life. You weren't born into yeah. theirs. Yeah. You know, and my my husband and I used to, girl, we used to. Once the kids were old enough to kind of watch after themselves, especially, we're like, dad and I are going upstairs uh, to have a date tonight because we had no money to go no damn where. So we just go yeah. sit through our room, right? Order some pizza for the kids, get some wine for ourselves, go upstairs yeah. and lock our door. And we're like, if ain't nobody bleeding and this house on fire, don't you knock on this goddamn door. Yeah, <laughs> to, And yeah. put yourself to bed, cut the lights off when y'all go to bed. But don't you come to this door. And it would just be a date night. Our own date night in our own bedroom. And that was it. So sometimes you don't have the wherewithal at all, the time or the money to go mm-hmm. away to Mexico for a weekend or Jamaica for a week. But you can have, you know, drop them kids off at your mama house. Yeah. Pay, pay somebody to watch them when you go up when you go to your own room. It's important for the relationship because they're going to grow it's
1: very up important. and leave. It's very important. Yeah. And then and it's like we're facing now, like who are you? who are we and what is it, what are we about to do now? And it's so hard to, um, I always say, it's easier to maintain than to rehab. So Mm. in the rehab, it's like, why we don't want to get it so broken. We got to rehab it. Let's just maintain it. And we are, and I told my couples like, we always talk about what we can't do, but what can we do? We got kids. I'm like, okay, but what can you do? Exactly. You know, it was really a mind frame shift. And it's just like with anything, tell me what do you want? Instead of mm. always what don't you want? So yes. really shifting that mind frame into life in and outside the bedroom and really speaking more positive because if all you say is what you can't do, it just seems impossible. But and if that's you say, all you get. Hey, what can we do? That's all we get is can't. Mm. So that's why I made this. What can we do? Let's sit down and let's really align and come up with what can we do and be on the same page
2: and really take the
1: time because we really have to prioritize pleasure in and out the bedroom. So that's why I'm really trying to push that the products I have a mug. It's a pleasure mug. I'm like, start your morning with the mug, you know, it has the pleasure agenda on it. You know, I have candles. Um, candles our pleasure in and out the bedroom because I really believe in environment to support um, experience more than the performance do so you ship you know, to Mexico so really like you know I'm in Mexico now actually I'm make sure we ship. Uh, actually I might when we get off on
0: make sure I'm actually to ship it to my son's house because I'm gonna be back in the states uh next weekend and oh. I can just yeah, if you can ship me some, we'll talk afterwards. Cause I'm like, <laughs> you ship me my stuff there. I'm gonna buy some stuff. You can ship it to me there. And then I can just bring it back in my suitcase. Cause I am like candleless down here. I can't see candles in Mexico. What? It's just weird. I, I'm gonna, I know there's somewhere. They're just, they're just not where I am. I'm like, why can't I find a store with some nice candles around here?
1: You know? I don't know, but I feel a business coming. <laughs> it ain't going to be with me
0: <laughs> girl please I no child no <laughs> you just ship worldwide i will take care of it I don't, have to, I don't have to do it you just ship every everywhere that there is so you have you so you have the agendas you have the mugs you have candles is there anything else in the explore in the
1: collective uh, no that's just basically at it you know um, well, that's enough that's like, good to yeah. start Yeah. But on my, like on on my Instagram and everything, I do give, um, information free and everything like that for people to understand and to do, you know, like, uh, free eBooks or low cost eBooks and everything like that. So I just Mm -hmm. like to always have tools. Yes. Well, right now this
0: has been such an amazing conversation. (laughs) Always. always, Oh my God. I always enjoy talking to you. You have such so many good tips and so many people need you all the time. And so I'm going to tell the people how to stay in touch with you. Um, and I believe I still have everything that is with the kaleidoscopeservices.org uh, is your website, as well as a Yes. Yep. yep. And they could find you uh, on Facebook on the kaleidoscope services and your IG is noir sex therapist and the affair aftercare of course i will have all the links and to her new uh product line will also be in the show notes and to stay up to date with sisters of sexuality of course our website is sistersofsexuality.com and our email if you have any questions for me or any of our guests feel free to email me at sistersofsexuality at gmail.com and of course Instagram, Facebook, Twitter is Sisters of Sexuality. So be sure to visit our sister site, Organic Lovin', and to sign up for our newsletter for exclusive offers. And if you like this episode, please leave a comment, like, subscribe, share, and of (laughs) course, support. And until next time, stay sexy.
2: Organic Lovin'. For the bodies you love to love. How do people describe you? Are you curious, playful, maybe sensual, adventurous? How about open-minded? The truth is, no matter who you are, organic lovin' has something to indulge your fantasies. We offer only organic, natural, and eco-friendly intimate body products, including vegan condoms, organic lubricants, body-safe sex toys, and sex-positive books. You won't find anything harmful in our products or toys. We also have a full range of other experiences, including erotic seminars and exotic adult-only vacations. Receive our adult subscription box for a monthly sexual delight. Be educated, entertained, and informed. Organic Lovin', for her, for him, for you. For the bodies you love to love, visit OrganicLovin.com. We offer shipping worldwide, so stop by the site anytime. Organic Lovin'. That's L-O-V-E-N dot com.